Hello, and welcome back to Current Account. I'm your host, Clay Lowry, the Executive Vice President here at the Institute of International Finance. On Current Account, I try to talk about what I see as the most important current issues in international finance and economics while providing a little bit on U.S. politics and the policy angles on these various issues. This is our last episode of the year, and I kind of wanted to wrap it up by talking about what is probably the three biggest stories of 2022 and think about the potential pivot points as we look towards 2023. The three biggest stories, and I don't think it'll be a surprise to anybody, are Russia's invasion of Ukraine, the dramatic rise in inflation, and basically the fight against it led by the Federal Reserve Bank here in the United States, and third, the slowdown of the Chinese economy. So let's do them one by one, but again, I do want to emphasize the idea of thinking about a pivot coming. First is the biggest story by far this year was Russia's invasion of Ukraine back in February. The invasion has resulted in ripple effects throughout the global economy, not to mention what it's done on a military as well as humanitarian perspective. It massively disrupted energy markets, resulting in a spike in commodity prices, and it had threatened global food security. It has also resulted in a sanctions regime that is essentially unprecedented in scope and with a number of countries involved. But sometimes that sanctions regime has had success and sometimes it hasn't. And as we head into the winter, Russia and Ukraine are, I'm not sure I'd call it a stalemate, but they are clearly developing, putting it into a long war, it seems like at least. So what's going to happen in 2023? On this one, I'm thinking about a pivot point, but I must admit that I am skeptical that one will be found. Now, what do I mean by a pivot point? I mean a reversal of what has actually happened. So you could see that happening because of something that happens dramatically from a military perspective. Ukraine, actually surprisingly, and we've seen this in 2022, so it could happen, pushes Russia back even further in terms of their invasion. And somehow that actually becomes a pivot towards a Ukraine winning back control. You could, I guess, theoretically see Russia pushing Ukraine back. And that leads towards what I guess would be a second idea, which is much more of a diplomatic or a political alteration of the circumstances. It's difficult for me to see at this time that some sort of a pivot like this or the Russia-Ukraine conflict will end in 2023, but I think it is worth thinking about. The second issue is, I'm going to call it the rise of inflation, but really it's where is the Federal Reserve? So the Fed started to raise rates in March of 2022. And during the remainder of this year, they have actually raised rates quicker than any time or on a more steep rate increase at any time since the early 1980s. This is probably reflects that inflation had risen to 40-year highs, in other words, the 1980s. So dealing with this inflation environment, the Fed has put up a number of consecutive hikes at a 75 basis point clip, which is a fairly significant, if you look at Fed history, increase per meeting. Just last week, the Fed increased by 50 basis points instead of 75. So they're continuing to tighten monetary policy, but there does seem to be at least a slowdown in how much they're tightening policy. Part of that, I believe, is the fact that there is a lag in monetary policy. Now, what do I mean by that? So the idea of increasing interest rates 
is so that you can help tighten monetary policy and squeeze inflation out of the system. But there is a lag in how long it takes for monetary policy to actually impact an economy. And there's debates about how long that lasts, but many would say it's at least nine months and it could go to 18 months. Well, if that's the case, given that March was when they started, we're now at the point where the major Fed increases, and March wasn't actually one of their big ones, will start to actually impact the economy in a more significant way. So when I think of a pivot from the Fed, I'm not thinking about the slowing down of its rate increases, but when they will actually stop. Now, when could that be? Who knows? If I could predict what the Fed is actually going to do, I'd be making a lot more money than I make now. But what I can say is that there will be a Fed meeting at the end of January. It's possible that they could slow down their rate increases even more. It's possible they could stop. I don't think that will be the case. But it does seem like at least in early 2023, there is a chance that the Fed will pause on its rate increases. And that is what I'm thinking about in terms of a pivot. Now, will they at some point need to pivot back and raise rates again? Because it turns out that it was not having as large of an effect on inflation. It's possible. Is it possible that they actually have gone too far? And so the economy starts to become more contractionary. And so the Fed would actually have to decrease rates. That's also possible. 2023 will be a big year in terms of looking at what's happening with the Federal Reserve and with interest rates. The last pivot point is related to the slowdown in China's economy. There are a number of factors that have led to this slowdown, but clearly one of the biggest ones has been what is called the China zero COVID policy. We've talked about this in previous episodes, but and we are starting to see, by the way, after some protests in China, a easing of lockdown restrictions in China. In those lockdowns, along with other factors, has had an impact on China's economy this year. The Chinese authorities had thought that they would have about 5.5% economic growth this year. Our economists here at IIF figure, and we've been saying this for a number of months, that it would be closer to 25 to 3% growth. The IMF, the International Monetary Fund, is a little higher at 3.2%, but obviously we're nowhere near this over 5% economic growth. So the question remains, will China actually pivot off zero COVID? So they may be loosening, or will they be worried about that because there are concerns about whether the effectiveness of their vaccines, the fact that a lot of people have not gotten the vaccine in China. And so if you change the zero COVID policy, does that harm the Chinese healthcare system and the health of Chinese citizens? or? Do they need to basically take off some of this zero COVID policy in order for them to try to actually increase their economic growth and start doing what a lot of other countries around the world have done, which is moving towards a system where, yes, people get COVID, but it is something that is much more manageable due to vaccinations. These three pivot points are important to think about as we reflect on 2023 And as we look back at 2022 as the biggest stories, and to be frank, I was going to end there, but if I am thinking about 2023, I do need to say that there are other risks in the systems besides the pivot points I mentioned. 
there are risks that seem to be popping up in terms of are there markets that are more illiquid? And what does that mean? Illiquidity would mean that in order to make a transaction happen, liquidity would allow it to happen in a quick manner. Illiquidity would mean that it would not happen in a quick manner. And it's hard to find both a buyer or a seller, depending on what's going on. Or is there leverage that's been built up in the system, but it is cloaked and you can't really tell where that is. Those type of risks, market risks, essentially, are things that could certainly be coming about if for no other reason than we've had a number of years of monetary accommodation. We've had fiscal spending based on COVID, and we've had supply chain disruptions based on COVID. All of these things could be having impacts on parts of the economy that we're not as aware of as we'd probably be in the past. I consider these to be risks that we should add to those that are a little easier to see. So with that cheery note, let me talk about the three, two, one. And for me, these are the three main takeaways, two things I'm looking forward to in my one sports pack. So obviously, look, this is a end of the year situation. So there are lots of takeaways, but here are the three main ones. 2022 was clearly a momentous year in terms of geopolitics and economic and financial stories. Next, there are lots of big stories that come out, but the ones that I tried to focus on a lot during various podcasts, Russia's invasion of Ukraine and the fallout from an economic and financial standpoint, the rise of inflation and central banks' attempts to try to get on top of it, particularly the Federal Reserve. and the slowdown in China's economy, and what the zero COVID policy might actually mean. And third, as we roll into 2023, we'll be thinking about those risks and others as well. The two things I'm looking forward to on a very specific one is the Fed's first meeting in 2023, which will take place from January 31st to February 1st. What will the Fed do? Will they continue to do 50 basis point increases? Will they go back to doing 75? Will they go down to doing 25? Will they stop altogether? Who knows? So important to think about is what does the data look like and where is the Fed leaning? Second, will China actually stop its COVID zero lockdowns and free up its economy and in some respects, its people early in 2023? And if so, what will the global impact of such a measure take? And I think that that's something that we're not exactly sure of. Will there be pent-up demand that will lead towards potential rise in commodities? Or this is now the way that China's economy is going to behave. And so could we return to something that's a little bit more normal pre-COVID? My one sports fact So I've covered a lot of fantastic sports stories this year. At least I consider them fantastic. And of course, I record this right before one of the biggest sports stories of the year, which is Argentina facing France in the finals of the World Cup, which is important because it two very, very cool things about it. One, Argentina has arguably the best player in the history of soccer who's never won the World Cup. And here he is, Lionel Messi, in the finals. And secondly, France has the chance to be the first back-to-back winners of the World Cup since the amazing Brazilian teams with probably the other arguably greatest player ever, Pele, did it 
over 60 years ago. But instead of focusing on the winners and the losers in sports, the players to come and go, what really sticks with me sometimes when I think about sports is the inspiration and the moving moments that happen. So I wanted to reflect back on something I talked about in only the second episode of Current Account, and that was the Paralympics Games that took place last March. And I was watching it by mistake, frankly, on television, and I was watching the biathlon which, for those that don't know, includes cross-country skiing and rifle shooting. This sport is incredibly challenging. It requires a blend of endurance with speed and amazing accuracy when shooting the rifle, not to mention trying to figure out how to get your heart rate down in order to shoot a rifle after you've been skiing for a long time. And in this case, none of the competitors had legs. So I watched Oksana Masters win the United States' first gold of, it, of the Paralympic Games with Yilian Shan from China claiming the silver medal. It was a thrilling competition to watch. But it also, to me, epitomized the greatest parts of sports. Stamina, athleticism, the incredible will to win, and the determination of these individuals. And again, they were doing it overcoming obstacles that most of us couldn't imagine. Well, anyway, I look forward to hearing more incredible sports stories like this one in 2023. And that's going to wrap up this episode of Current Account. It's our last episode before the new year, and we'll be back in 2023. And as always, we'd love to hear your feedback on the show as we constantly look to improve and enhance the experience for you, the listeners. And we can be reached at podcast at IIF.com. All of our episodes can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Thanks for listening. Goodbye and Happy New Year.